three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Hunter here. Hope you guys are having a great uh, October so far. So I've got a review here for uh, for Vampires vs. the Bronx, which is a new Netflix film, which is directed by Osmini Rodriguez. Uh, Osmini Rodriguez has done uh, some uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, some stuff for Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, good grief for Saturday Night Live uh, for Mixed Dish. Um, stuff here and there the big thing he's been doing recently is ap bio which if you guys haven't listened to the podcast i adore ap bio so i saw that and went oh, okay and i will say if there is something about this movie it is very much directed like a tv show like a, like an episode of a tv it feels like a made for tv movie um and i think that part in particular because the biggest comparison as far as a film like to this, I kept comparing this to Attack the Block. Now, if you guys haven't seen Attack the Block, first off, why haven't you seen Attack the Block? It's absolutely amazing. Uh, secondly, this just isn't as good as Attack the Block, which, fair or not, I was holding and am holding against this film. I was like, well, I really wanted this to be more fun and just to have more of this sense of adventure. Uh, ironically enough, I think it should have been more akin to something like The Watch. Uh, not that vulgar, obviously, but I, I, I think they really should have kind of went more that vibe. But uh, as it is, uh, Jaden Michael, who plays Miguel, you know him from uh, The Get Down, which was a Netflix series, which I saw some clips here and there. At some point, I'm going to sit down and watch it. I heard mixed stuff, but curious about it. But he plays he plays Miguel, and he... And he is uh, very much this kind of free-thinking kid challenges things, which I did appreciate. It <sighs> There are things about this that I really do enjoy. I, even though I, I mentioned it's, it's shot like a made-for-TV film, I really did like the cinematography. It just had this, and this is going to sound almost like a backhanded compliment, it had this almost this, this simplicity to it. It felt like very old school uh hip hop like in that sense i actually really like the way that the cinematography almost felt like another character in the film i know some people will disagree with that and that's you know fair enough but i, I that was something that i personally took away from it um i like the chemistry between louise who's played by uh, gregory uh diaz the fourth and uh bobby who's played by gerald jones the third i really like the chemistry between the three boys the problem is we don't get enough of it that's that for me is where uh there's a huge opportunity where the film really dropped the ball there but uh the movie starts off with a, a cameo by zoe saldana which i was like oh that's that's cool where she goes ahead uh she's buying something at this grocery store she goes ahead and ends up being attacked by a vampire we go ahead and cut the present day and miguel is trying to go ahead and basically save the rec center there's a save the rec center plot <laughs> in this movie and he goes ahead uh so he's going ahead trying to 
gather awareness, get, you know, get the troops rallied up. And there is this great scene where he's, <laughs> where he's talking to this, uh, these group of girls, like three of them. And the girl, I believe is 16. I think they say that Miguel is 13 in the movie or 13 or 14. I want to say, and he is kind of shooting this shot. And it's so funny where he's just like, look, you know, we're doing this thing on Friday. Like maybe you should like, you should, should like come through or something like that. Like that would be cool. And it, it's so funny because Chris red is in this movie and that's another, and I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm bagging on the movie more than I want to plays this uh, dude, Andre Chris red. Again, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, I'm a huge fan of pop star. I think Chris red on SNL is excellent. I think him as a hunter, the hungry and pop star is fucking masterclass. I love Chris red in pop star so much. He was so much fucking fun. And I was so happy to see him in this. I was like, Oh yeah, Chris red. Hell yeah. And he's barely used. He's only in a couple scenes and this movie really did feel like it was rushed. And I think that's the part where, because some of the resources they have, you get Chris Red, you have Method Man in this as Father Jackson, who, you know, he's like, uh, work, runs a local church, because of course he does. I, because uh, Wu-Tang is for everyone, but but Father Jackson, Method Man is, is barely in this. Like, he's really not in it a lot at all throughout throughout the film and he maybe has seven minutes eight minutes of screen time like that's not enough for method man and method man's a damn good actor uh actually probably doesn't get enough credit for how great of an actor he can be but seeing him in this i got excited but again just how quickly they pull they pull the rug out kind of uh from under you uh, there is that scene I was just talking about though with Miguel where he's spitting this game, uh, spitting game at these girls, and his mom yells down, for, uh, yells down, uh, Adam from upstairs like, like you need to come clean your room, like why are your underwear smelling funky? And these girls are just like, oh shit! And I felt, <laughs> I felt so bad for him, but that is the mama rule. She did give him, she yelled at him twice. It's like, all right, after that you're tempting fate. But that was that was something that I. That was something I really did uh, get a very hard laugh out of. But the thing I will say that does help this movie a lot is that Miguel's very enduring. He wants to do the right thing. He really just isn't really sure how to go about it. And that does carry a lot of this for me, uh, a lot of this uh, film for me. Also, the very clear metaphor for gentrification uh, with the vampires going ahead and want, wanting uh, uh, killing people of color to go ahead and just take over their businesses and take over their property. That gentrification uh, metaphor, I thought for the most part, <coughs> and it might seem silly because, you know, it's vampires. I actually thought that was actually executed really well. So I was really happy to see, again, something that people will, I think, I think people will enjoy this. I don't think people will be in love with this, but I think this is especially given the, the time of year, I think people will find stuff to enjoy about this. I thought the vampire effects were actually pretty well done. It it reminded me more of something like uh like uh, like Vampire Diaries because while this movie does have some humor, it is taking itself a little more seriously, more akin to something like the Vampire Diaries, I would say, versus something like Twilight. 
So I actually really like the the creature uh, the the creature makeup uh, for the vampires. I there is a scene where the kids break into this this crypt. They go ahead and discover this plot that they're uh, that this company is buying up uh, or getting rid of people and and uh, taking their property because they're going ahead and having this huge. Uh, then we we'll go ahead and basically build a giant crypt of all these coffins. And it's actually pretty, the plot I actually thought was pretty interesting for, 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 for what it was. I was like, okay, that, that's actually a pretty cool little wrinkle. I like that. Um, the movie itself in that aspect works really well. I think some of the, the more horror elements I thought, okay, this, this actually is, is, is pretty decent. The problem is that it feels like it wants to be Vampire Stranger Things. And one thing you can't say about the Stranger Things is that the kids, not only do they have chemistry, chemistry, but they do a really good job as far as, for me at least, as far as the comedy. Um, it's a funny show when it needs to be. And I thought that there, while there are some punchlines here that I actually really did uh, appreciate, there is this subplot of these gang members, which I'll be honest, really didn't need to be there. And that's probably one of my other complaints is that they have Bobby who has, you know, the single mom, the dad's no longer there. And, you know, there's that struggle of is Bobby going to become part of the streets? And I just remember thinking you have vampires invading, <laughs> invading the hood. Like you really don't need to have this extra subplot. You can just stick with the kids being the kids. Like I, I thought that was unnecessary and it did kind of take me out of the movie. But because it leads to the whole nothing fight with them being friends, it's like, but you're we're supposed to be friends, that that sort of fight. And I just didn't think it was well executed. I, I realize I'm jumping all over the place, <laughs> but I just, I'm so conflicted on this film because as I'm watching it, I'm going, you know, if I had seen this in the theater, and I fully admit I have to be very careful to not uh, overboviate and just go... I don't want to, I, I miss the theater experience so much, I don't want to go like, oh, if I just saw anything in the theater, it'd be, you know, like a higher grade, but I think if I'd seen this even for an early matinee, I would have been like, you know what, that, 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 this is alright, but the movie just kind of ends in a way that I went, that's rather odd, and that's all I'll say as far as how it, how it wraps up. Uh, they end up working with this other girl, I believe her name is, uh, uh, Rita, who's played by Coco Jones, and she is this girl who is, um, she's this girl who actually knows about vampires and actually is like read up on them. And so I actually liked Rita. She's probably my favorite character outside of Miguel. Uh, the other thing I did, okay, that is something I actually do want to bring up. The way they learn about vampires, uh, Miguel, Bobby, and Louise, the way they learn how to fight vampires is they watch Blade. Because, um, and I cannot find the guy's name, but uh, Tony, I think it's Tony. Um, uh, he's a shop owner and uh, like the convenience store uh, shop owner. And he goes ahead and shows them Blade. And so they legit learn how to fight these vampires because of watching fucking Blade. And that was something I, I did find incredibly funny. So, like, again, this movie is not devoid of stuff that will make people go like, okay, right on, like, uh, there's a point where one of the gangsters calls, um, calls, uh, Louise, uh, Puerto Rican Harry Potter, and that was something I laughed 
out loud at. I was like, oh my god, that that was that was terrible. Okay. Um there there's there's just there are some punchlines here that are actually really well done. There's this one scene in the convenience store between a va- uh someone who ends up becoming a vampire, and I'll just leave it at that. Um there's one character that as soon as you see them, you go, Oh, you're gonna be oh, okay, good to know. Um but there's this one really great tense scene. You'll know it when you see it in this convenience store that I thought was really like, wow, okay. I, I appreciate it. Like how genuinely tense that scene was. Um, also, there are ways that they have the vampires come into frame at some points. Like you'll see just a hand come through or just like their fangs at first, something like that. They The way that they film those scenes and you'll, and you'll notice it when you watch the film I really love how they did that. There are just these things that they go ahead and do with the movie that I was like, okay, that's, that's, I, I like this. I like this a lot. Um, there is stuff about it, again, like I've talked about, that you can go ahead and pick apart. But I think for, this is exactly where it needs to be. It's on Netflix. You don't have to go out and see it. And if you have, 13 year olds I think you could show because they really don't even show gore like really any gore in this uh even when people are getting bit which I thought was kind of lame but you know whatever um for me you could probably show a 13 year old this they've probably seen worse (laughs) if we're being honest but I I enjoyed this enough so I'm gonna give this a c plus I thought this was fun again my biggest frustration comes from the film because i just realized it could have been something like great and i think they just stopped short of it because they just kind of didn't care so that's where my frustration comes in but i digress um vampires uh vampires versus the bronx what did you think let us know in the comments below you can follow yours truly on the twitter at j hunter real pineapple you can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. And you can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud, iHeart, and Stitcher Radio, and Spotify, and uh, Amazon Music at The Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up for Blade and Blade 2. Have reviews up as well soon for Harley Quinn Season 1. And for the OG Halloween, which I am excited to sit down and talk about. And uh, we'll have a review as well for the first Borat uh, ahead of the new one, which I am so excited to talk about that. But everyone, please, 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 please stay safe out there. Um, I know things are crazy right now, but please stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Take care of each other. We love you and thank you so much for the support. And we will talk to you soon. Take care.